1: In Matthew 27, Mark 15, Luke 23, and John 19. Matthew, Mark, and Luke describe a phenomenon that is not mentioned in John. That from the sixth hour to the ninth hour, noon until three, darkness covered the earth. Matthew 27, 45, and 46. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land unto the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, "Eli." Eli, Lama, Sabachthani. That is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Mark 15, 33 and 34. And when the sixth hour was come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, Lama, Sabachthani, which is being interpreted, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Luke twenty three forty four and 45. And it was about the sixth hour, and there was a darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. And the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was rent in the midst. On April eighteenth, eighteen 1886, the man called the Prince of Preachers, the Baptist pastor Charles Spurgeon, preached a sermon about these three hours of darkness. Listen as I read for you a brief excerpt of that powerful message. From nine till noon, the usual degree of light was present, so that there was time enough for our Lord's adversaries to behold and insult His sufferings. There could be no mistake about the fact that He was really nailed to the cross, for He was crucified in broad daylight. We are fully assured that it was Jesus of Nazareth, for both friends and foes were eyewitnesses of His agonies. For three long hours, the Jews sat down and watched Him on the cross making jests of his miseries. Where would have been the witnesses of this solemn scene if the sun had been hidden from morn till night? As three hours of light gave opportunity for inspection and witness-bearing, we see the wisdom which did not allow it to close too soon. What a call must that midday midnight have been to the careless sons of men! They knew not that the Son of God was among them, or that He was working out human redemption. The grandest hour in all history seemed likely to pass by unheeded when suddenly night hastened from her chambers and usurped the day. Everyone asked his companion, what means this darkness? Business stood still. The plow stayed in mid-furrow and the axe paused uplifted. It was the middle of the day when men are busiest, but they made a general pause, not only on Calvary, but on every hill. And in every valley, the gloom settled down. There was a halt in the caravan of life. None could move unless they groped their way like the blind. The master of the house called for a light at noon, and his servant tremblingly obeyed the unusual summons. Other lights were twinkling, and Jerusalem was as a city by night. Only men were not in their beds. We're told that this darkness was over all the land, and Luke puts it, over all the earth. That portion of our globe, which was then veiled in natural light, was not affected thereby, but to all men awake and at their employment, it was the advertisement of a great and solemn event. It was strange beyond all experience, and all men marveled, for when the light should have been brightest, all things were obscured for the space of three hours. This darkness tells us what our Lord Jesus Christ endured. The darkness outside of him was the figure of the darkness that was within him. In Gethsemane, a thick darkness fell upon our Lord's spirit. He was exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. His joy was communion with God. That joy was gone, and he was in the dark. His day was the light of his father's face. That face was hidden, and a terrible night gathered around him. This it was that made him sweat great drops of blood falling to the ground. And this it was, which on the cross made him utter that appalling cry, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It was not the crown of thorns, or the scourge, or the cross, which made him cry, but the darkness, the awful darkness of desertion, which oppressed his mind and made him feel like one distraught. All that could comfort him was withdrawn, and all that could distress him was piled upon him. He bore the equivalent of hell. No, not that only, but he bore that which stood instead of 10,000 hells, so far as the vindication of the law is concerned. We must never forget that the cross was a battlefield to him wherein he triumphed gloriously. Come to battle again, you hosts of darkness, if you dare. The cross has defeated you. The cross shall defeat you. Hallelujah. The cross is the ensign of victory. Its light is the death of darkness. The cross is the lighthouse which guides poor weather-beaten humanity into the harbor of peace. This is the lamp which shines over the door of the great father's house to lead his prodigal's home. Let us not be afraid of all the darkness which besets us on our way home, since Jesus is the light which conquers it all. Christian, on the cross your Savior eternally defeated the powers of darkness. Stay the course.